0: Welcome to Lightness, a space where we dive deep into the realms of spiritual exploration, mental well-being, and the profound art of channeling and energy work. I am your host, Kayla Dillon, and I'm thrilled to take you on a transformative journey that intertwines personal stories, insightful discussions, and enlightening meditations. Join us as we explore the depths of the human experience, share channeled messages of wisdom, and embark on a path of self-discovery and inspiration. Get ready to ignite your inner light and embark on a voyage of healing and growth. I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Lightness with myself, Kayla Dillon. Today, I kind of wanted to talk about spiritual awakening, spirituality in general, And maybe just a few things from my own experience that might be helpful if you're kind of new to your spiritual journey, which I think is so fun. (laughs) And it can be so scary at times too, you know, like, I I feel like there's just like when you have your first spiritual awakening, it's this whole new world and you're discovering different things and this like connection that you never knew that you had before, even though more times than not, I bet as a child, you probably did have this connection. And at some point, you kind of turned it off because of whatever it was, right? Like societal norms or family not really being very supportive of it or you know, whatever it is for you. Like generally, we kind of shut those things off. And, and sometimes as a kid, we have like really scary experiences. Like we're so in tune that, you know, we see things, we feel things, we hear things that maybe adults or other people maybe don't see or hear or feel. And so we kind of shut it off altogether, right? And I've you know, learned from quite a few people that I've met that that has been the case for them, that, you know, I was so in tune as a kid that I just shut it off because I just became so scared of everything that I was seeing, feeling, because we don't really have a navigation system for that type of thing. I think as a society, as a culture, as a whole, I feel like there isn't really much, even though it is becoming more mainstream and widespread now, Right, People are waking up and acknowledging that this is very much a part of them. But back when we were kids or, you know, if you're older, back when you were a kid as well, you know, like that probably unless your family kind of embraced those things, it's probably kind of swept under the rug. You probably don't have a lot of experience or guidance in how to handle or understand what's coming up. So, yeah, it's going to be scary. So I think just talking about this in general is so important and and can just normalize the experience that people have, right? And on some level, you know, you awaken when it's time, right? You're activated by somebody near you and, and yeah, I find it so interesting that Even when I became a therapist, so I, when I grew up, I literally did not know what the hell I wanted to do with my life. And it seemed like everybody had their stuff together, like everybody knew, everybody had a direction. And as time kind of ticked on, I still had no idea, (laughs) no idea what I wanted to do or be. And so I kind of just like went with whatever my family kind of supported or wanted me to do, and that didn't really work out. And then I had really bad struggles with mental health in undergrad, and which didn't help me getting into like a school that I wanted to get in. I, I originally wanted to be an occupational therapist, but there was a lot of push from family for that. And I'm, I'm not sure that even if I did become an occupational therapist, if I would have been happy with it to be honest with you and so I feel like it just like created this perfect storm of pushing me in the direction of where I am now right and I feel like when I had my spiritual awakening well when I had that I really didn't notice at that point in my life it really didn't dawn on me until recently that this is kind of the path that I meant to go down and this is why I had no idea what I wanted to do because it wasn't even in my vocabulary. Like alternative medicine, alternative healing techniques like you know, reiki and other types of things. I had no idea about. I had no idea how to use my intuition. I had no idea how to reading oracle cards or having workshops and stuff like that was a possibility. So of course I wouldn't know what I was supposed to do, right? kind of makes sense. But now I'm seeing that. So I became a therapist because I was always told growing up that I was a good listener. You should be a therapist. You're a good listener. You should be a therapist. You're a good listener. But I always worried that I wouldn't make a good therapist because I was very sensitive. And I worried that my sensitivity would almost get into the way and overwhelm me when working with other people, like other people's stories, which just, you know, completely, you know, I don't know, overwhelm my system or whatever the story was, right? But I've learned that that necessarily isn't the case. And that sensitivity is a superpower. But I find it so interesting that I went into this field and I had a lot of imposter syndrome. And I was like, who am I to help people? I don't... I don't think I can do this. I remember like I was like almost done with therapy school and I wanted to quit because I was like, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> and even to this day, there's a part of me that really questions if, if I'm going to stick with being a therapist long term or if this is going to evolve into something different, you know, but that's neither here nor there. But I found it really, really interesting how the universe works. And so even in school, I happened to get all of the clients that were, mm, how do I want to say, like more spiritually geared. And I, I didn't have any choice over the clients that I had, right? Like these are referrals that were assigned to me or... And things like that. And now I do kind of get referrals through Psychology Today, and people come to me directly. But more times than not, it's all spiritually focused, which is wild. Well, I say it's wild. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, that's just how the universe works. Of course, that's going to happen because that's the direction in which it's pushing me. But yeah. So I'm just feeling like my path forward is definitely evolving and changing. And I'm just kind of riding the wave and seeing what comes of it and just letting it be, not fighting it, not trying to force or feel pushed to figure it out. Cause you know, I, I feel like that's unnecessary stress, but Bring it back to spirituality, I had my first, I was very in touch as a kid um, in terms of like energies. I was very hypersensitive to everything, <laughs> but I remember my great-grandmother dying and knowing before everybody else did. Uh, that was an experience that really sticks with me to this day. Um, and so I know that as a kid, I was very in tune and then I kind of just shut it off due to whatever it was, right? Self-doubt, family, maybe not being so fond of it. It kind of being looked at as different, that type of thing. And it's so weird because it just feels like a completely different past life because nothing about my childhood or teenage years was spiritual at all like I don't even think I knew what it was to be honest like I knew my family was religious but like the spiritual aspect was never really a big part and then my first first thing that happened I think was that I got a tarot reading from an older lady in, oh my gosh, I can't even remember. It was a town near Wilmington. And she was just on point, like new things about me that nobody would have ever known. And that just kind of really opened my eyes to possibilities, I guess you could say, and the future. And then I started reading up on metaphysical things and reading specific books, which I won't get into just because some of them I wouldn't recommend now after experience. But it all started with asking for a sign. And this is something if you're new to spirituality, and you're noticing a lot of stuff going on, like, let's think like synchronicities, right? Or angel numbers. So 444, 222, 111, like you're seeing a lot of common things or you're seeing a lot of things that are catching your attention that are like, hmm, that's weird, right? This is the start. This is the opening. This is the universe trying to get your attention, right? Trying to open you in a sense. So it started for me with signs. I read this book and talked about You know, asking for a sign for whatever, whatever it was, right? And just going with whatever came to your mind first. So, like, for example, during that time I was debating on whether I wanted to move with my family to Las Vegas or if I wanted to stay in the Chicagoland area. And I was really, really having trouble deciding this. So I said, okay, I'm gonna try this out. (laughs) And I said, okay, universe, if you're real. Right. I was so skeptical, too, which is so funny to think about now. But I was like, okay, universe, if you're real and these sign things are real. Right. Show me the sign of a cat if I'm supposed to move to Vegas. And this is when I started like my meditation journey and all of this stuff. So my parents were like in the process of like this long packing to go to Vegas. And my mom was like, oh, can you come downstairs? This is the same day, by the way. I said, oh, can you come downstairs and help me pack up the boxes, Um, pack up some boxes? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. So I went downstairs and we're packing. My back's turned to her. She's like, oh my gosh, this is such a bummer. Look at this. It's broke. And I turn around and she's holding a ceramic cat that was broke that my great grandmother had made. The same one that came to me when I was a kid, mind you. always felt like that's been a guiding force in my life for sure but holding up a cat and like at that moment I had no idea it didn't even register in my brain that that was the sign right and I was like oh yeah that's a bummer dang so then I go upstairs like maybe five minutes later and I decide to like okay I'm gonna meditate and then all of a sudden I get this rush of feeling like I connected the dots and the light bulb came on, you know, and I was like, holy crap, I got the sign of a cat and I was so amazed and so just like shook. I ran upstairs. I remember I ran upstairs and, you know, my family was sitting at the table. I was like, oh my gosh, I asked for this sign and a sign of a cat and you held up the cat and that was my sign and all this stuff. And they just looked at me like I was freaking crazy. Like I had a third eye or something like it was, (laughs) I was like, okay, lesson learned. Keep that to yourself. (laughs) So I went back downstairs and I was just elated. I got this sign and I'm like, okay, so maybe this stuff really is real. And then it just started taking off signs everywhere, angel numbers everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I moved to Vegas, and it almost like picked up even more. Like, I found this community that I talked about. If you listen to my first episode, I got certified in Reiki right away. And so it was just like this continuation of spiritual things happening to me. And just continual guidance and weird things happening. And I was like, amazed and scared all at the same time. Right. And I just really leaned into what felt true and authentic for myself. And then I would get to a point where I would notice that I would feel really afraid of people's judgment. And so I would like turn it off. And I think that's what happened when I was a kid too. Like there was no one to relate to. It was kind of strange. So I just turned it off. And so it's been this process of like this in and out, in and out of spirituality. And when I moved to Alabama, I felt like I had a completely new spiritual awakening experience, like even more intense, I think, than the first one. And nobody tells you how difficult it is And lonely it feels when you're healing and also awakening spiritually as well. I had been in therapy for probably two years doing extensive EMDR, like trauma-based work. And also having an additional spiritual awakening. (laughs) So we could say that this was like my dark night of the soul. And so a dark night of the soul is basically just like this very dark place that you're in. For me, I felt very alone. I felt very isolated. And, and being alone was like my biggest fear ever. Uh, and it came true, you know, like, and it's so interesting how the universe aligns and all that stuff kind of happens. Right. But So I went through this dark night of the soul and I felt so disconnected from everyone. And I remember when I came to Athens, I found this like meditation group and I went the first day. And if you listen to the anxiety episode, I kind of talked about how I went to this meditation class and she told me I was meditating too much. (laughs) Yeah. So I went to that And I told her, I said, this is when I was meditating like two to three times a day. And I was using it as like an escapism thing. Like, I was like, this is supposed to make me feel better. Let me like, try to meditate as much as I can, because then I'll feel the best, right? But it never really helped. And I was always seeking outside information, like, external information from my guides from the universe, like that I was okay and all of this stuff. And so when she told me I was meditating too much, I was like really defensive and almost like taken back. And I was like, I don't understand how you can meditate too much. That doesn't make any sense to me. But, and then she was saying, I told her, I said, look, like, you know, I got certified or I got attuned to Reiki one and two. I got it done really fast and I've done so many sessions for people and they've been like, I haven't had one person that hasn't had like some type of experience in Reiki, right? Like whether it was very calming and relaxing or things came up for them or, you know, like every single session that I've had, like, I know it works, And that's what I said to her. I was like, I know it works. But like, there's a part of me that doesn't believe that it works. As weird as that is. She looked me dead in my eye. And she said, you believe it works, but you don't believe in yourself. And I was like, dang, calling me out. (laughs) Jeez. But it's true. It's so true. And this is something that I've been learning or a message that I've like continued to receive over and over that now is like my new lesson, right? It's like believing in you, like you, we are all very powerful beings in and of ourselves. Like we don't need anything external, anything additional. Like I don't need to be a Reiki master to prove that I am gifted and, worthy and enough, right? Like I inherently already have all of that. I don't need like an additional thing to help me feel. And even, even if I did get that right at that point in time, it wouldn't have helped me at all because I still wouldn't have believed that I was worthy of being able to do something like that. Like it was inherently a self-esteem, self-worth issue. And so (laughs) Yeah, I had the same situation with my QHHT practitioner with her telling me too, like, yeah, you have to believe in, in your own power, in your own gifts, in your own abilities. And that's how you show up. That's what makes the difference. Like, it doesn't matter if you get a b- million certifications, because like, if you don't believe in you, that's not going to m- mean anything at all. They're going to be useless if you don't believe it. And it's true. Right? So I feel like this additional spiritual awakening for myself is definitely this push of, okay, you have the skills, you have the things. Now, like, are you going to believe in it? Are you going to believe in yourself? Not in it, but in yourself. Right? And so... I don't know, I just feel like it's continuously growing and evolving and changing. And we're all like, each one of us, we can choose to awaken and follow that spiritual awakening path or we can choose to push it off and remain kind of in the same spot. And some people will do that right? Like some people will stay that way and not take that step because that's what they need in this lifetime. And some other people will hear the call and follow it. And if you're listening to this, part of me thinks that maybe you're listening to your call and you're more moving forward too on your spiritual journey in in some way or another. And the thing about spirituality is that we, we make it what we want. Like, if somebody is telling you that your spiritual journey or your practices have to be this way or that way, I would question that, right? Like, your journey is inherently... Um, individual and for you and you make it what you want and i kind of touched in this before it's like can we have this discernment and total confidence in our own path and what's right for us and maybe what isn't and can we be okay saying okay that's what's best for your experience but that doesn't really work for me And that's okay, right? Like, can we value and admire and learn from the differences and similarities in each person's experience and that be okay, right? So like, if you are starting your spiritual journey, maybe just noticing what's coming up for you. And maybe you resonate with asking for signs and maybe you try it. And if you do and you get your sign, will you message me and tell me? Because I really get so giddy about that. (laughs) I've been asking for signs for years and it still lights me up when I get it. Honestly, it's just still so such an amazing experience. But you may not resonate with asking for signs and that's okay too, right? Right? But I think it all comes down to intention and leaning into the flow versus resisting. And if I've learned one thing about a spiritual awakening and a spiritual journey is that if that is what is meant for your soul, and you may not know, and that's okay, but like, say your soul comes and you come into this life and you have this plan if you're resisting that, it's going to make it a hundred times harder, right? Like, if you are white knuckling or digging your heels in to what's coming up and moving forward, it's going to make it so much more difficult. And one thing that I've learned about scary experiences spiritually or anything is that when I. Notice the resistance and this has taken a long time for me to do. And even now, sometimes I can struggle with this. But when I notice I'm white knuckling something or I'm digging my heels in because I want it to be a certain way and it's not, and this is very general, right? But like, say I want something to work out a certain way. I want it to look a certain way. Like, let me give you an example. I wanted to have this business where I could do oracle readings and you know reiki sessions and all of this stuff, right? I wanted it to be this way, but it wasn't working out. Like it just these things were not coming together And I would just like keep digging my heels in like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. Almost like torturing myself to a point of like, if I were to just recognize the resistance, open myself and say, okay, I'm open to maybe something different, right? Like what would have happened? Like I could open myself up to a million more opportunities, That may have been even better than what I wanted. (laughs) And that's the human, right? That's the human part of us. That's the ego part of us that like wants to control, wants things to be how we want it to be because maybe we can't imagine how good it can be down, down the line. Sometimes we can't even imagine the good that can come out of just being open and going with the flow versus resisting. So if that's one thing that I've learned is like trust your process and even though it's scary, try to trust that it's guiding you in a certain direction for a reason, even if you don't understand it. And stepping out of your own way is going to be so important, so hard, right, but so important. And that comes with like the shadow work of it, right, that we can kind of work through. If we're noticing this resistance, this want and need to control, that can come from our past. That can come from trauma of like learning that maybe we're not safe to let go of control, right? Like maybe we feel like we need to. But in what ways can you trust that the universe will catch you and let go of the control and just be open to seeing what happens, right? So if you're trying something and it's really not working, maybe there's something better out there that's going to happen once you kind of release the grip, you know, and let it go, let it flow, be open to change. But starting off, I feel like intention is very important. And as always, Take what resonates and, and leave the rest, you know? But if we can be intentional about our, our intentions, for lack of a better word, right? If we can be intentional about our choices, and like, okay, I'm going to try to remain open and asking that universe for support. And here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand when they feel maybe alone and unsupported is that the universe is conspiring to support you, even though it may not seem like it sometimes, but it is. And so how can you, like we said before, kind of get out of your own way, right? But like, maybe test it out, right? Like, Whatever you believe in, right, universe, God, spirit guides, angels, whatever it is for you, right, like if you're going through a hard time or you're not quite understanding something, right, so let's say you're not quite understanding, you're meaning resistance, maybe you ask the universe to help to show you and understand it differently and then just remain open to the response that you receive, Right? Maybe mm, you call on guidance and support, right? Like maybe you're having a bad day or you're not quite sure what answer, what to do. And so you say, Hey, universe, like I'm really struggling today. Can you help me in supporting me? Or providing me a message, a sign of what direction to go to, right? And then remain open to that. If we fall back into that need to control, that need to force, that need to micromanage the universe, you may not get the answers that you're looking for, (laughs) right? You may just be met with more resistance from yourself, But there are outside forces that are here presently that are waiting to jump in and help you. You just have to ask. And maybe you want to create more of a relationship, more communication and collaboration with whatever these forces are for you, right? For me, these are guides, my team, I also call on archangels, the universe, all of the things, right? My higher self. And so it's, it might be different for you or it might be similar, right? But, but be curious and explore maybe what that is for you. And so looking like establishing more of a relationship and communication with this is is really simple. Spending maybe a couple minutes a day, maybe in the morning or at night, right, of just talking And this is going to, you could do it in your mind or you could do it out loud, but I think there's a power in speaking it, right? Maybe do it in your car, but maybe just conversating with whatever it is, right? So this could look like, like, hey, spirit guides, me again. (laughs) I want to start to form a really unique connection with you where I can really get in touch and communicate with you. And so can you show me a sign or can you send me a message that my soul and I will will actually, you know, identify and know that it's you and please make it so clear. Right. And be really specific. That's fine to be specific and ask for what you need and what you want. So, and maybe that's how it starts, right? And, and so it's this continuation of communication and asking for support and guidance and, and what you need. And this is how we gain a deeper connection with that side, right? And, and maybe you work up to the point of like being really open to receiving and maybe you're really scared to do that. That's totally normal, right? Like, so what does it mean for you if you were to open this channel between, you know, guides and yourself or universe and yourself, and then you did get messages, right? Like everybody processes information differently and has potentially different clairs, right? So like information can come from a knowing, it can come from like actually seeing with your eyes, you know, like hearing things. So like, I think also exploring the part of you that might be afraid of how that information will get relayed. But that's also something that you can make very clear, right? Like, hey, I'm still feeling really nervous about receiving information. Can you send it, you know, in a way that won't be as frightening to me, right? And then maybe you get, you work through that discomfort and you ask for, maybe different ways of communication. Maybe you become more open to receiving, right? It doesn't have to be a like throw you into the deep end, see if you can swim type of deal, right? It can be what you want it to be. And it's just being open and communicative about your needs and maybe how you want it to go, right? But that's one way of maybe connecting something that, came up for me too is today working with somebody was this thought of, of past loved ones, like, you know, passing and not being able to have connection with them any longer. Right. And I think we can. Um, and that looks like exactly like what I had just said, right? Like being in communication. Asking them to be present, um, asking them for a sign, for support, whatever it is, and then just waiting and seeing what happens, being curious and open to however that comes through for you, right? So something to think about, but I think setting intention and also protection is also really important, right? And if fear is something that you resonate with and it's coming up for you in terms of like connecting to other realms and things of that nature, using different protections can be really helpful, right? Like so carrying like black tourmaline or maybe a different protection crystal that you resonate with, right? Maybe it's using salt in the corners of your rooms and, you know, doing an invocation before you try to connect with guides. So that could look like, you know, calling on the highest level of protection that you're allowed for that day and, you know, asking, like imagining a bubble going around your energy, like in your mind, right? And all these different types of different protection things, and you can Google that too, right? Like how to spiritually protect yourself um, when you know connecting with whatever, right? If that's something that worries you, but I think energetic cleansing is is an important part, um, too. And if you feel consistently overwhelmed, making energetic hygiene. A really good starting point for you, right, in your journey might be helpful. And that can look very different for everybody. Like you can imagine, so here's a couple of things that you could maybe try and see what helps. But you can imagine standing with your feet firmly planted on the ground, hip width distance apart, kind of like think of like a um, mountain pose in yoga, but like feet kind of more spread apart. And then I want you just to imagine, you know, breathing in really deep and sending out roots through your feet. And you could do the sitting too, but just make sure that your feet are on the floor. And then you can imagine just roots coming out of your feet and out of, you know, um, out like your spine, right? And really rooting into the earth and then breathing in fresh earth energy, right? Imagine, um, like a gift from the earth, like it's clear, it's cleansing. And you can imagine this energy just coming up through your legs to the top of your head. And then you can imagine breathing out and then imagine all of that cleansing earth energy, just going into all the places that you need it to and taking all of like maybe energetic cords or attachments or, energy that may not be yours and having it take it and just bringing it back down through your body, through your feet and back into the earth. And the earth takes that. And you could do a couple of rounds of that until you feel really, really good. And this might be a good, good way to start out your day to feel really grounded or when you feel really overwhelmed, this can be a really good practice to begin to feel really grounded and to have clarity, right? Um, it can also look like um uh, putting a bubble so imagining pulling up like a bubble from the ground right and wrapping it up above your head and then zipping it all the way up and this can be like your protection bubble for the day and you can set an intention of like this is my bubble and um anything that comes towards my bubble any type of energy that is not of my highest good that it gets bounced off and you know returned to sender or to love and light, whatever you want to say. And just imagining this is kind of protecting your energy throughout the day, right? Um, when you think about the end of the day, or when you feel overwhelmed, and you're kind of wanting to get rid of some of this energy that maybe you've accumulated through the day, one, you can just state, right? Like, um, You could say something along the lines of like, I command any energetic cords, energy that is no longer mine or not mine, um, anything that I picked up that is no longer mine, I command that to leave my body now and to return to where it belongs and to fill the spaces in which those were in with love and healing energy, right? That's one way. Another way is you could get in the shower. Water is very purifying and cleansing. So you can imagine at the end of the day, you get into the shower and you let the water kind of like wash over your body and you let it kind of take everything from your day and wash down into the drain. Um, another thing that you can try is brushing your body. So like, brushing your hand over your arms down your torso down your legs and into the earth and just imagining like flicking off the energy off your fingers and off your hands Um, and just imagining like all the energy that you could have picked up and all that overwhelm or frustration that you feel from your day you're just brushing it off and the earth is going to take it for you right So those are some energetic practices that you can do throughout your day. If you are highly sensitive, these might help you feel a little more grounded and in tune. And I think if we can become really clear and in tune with our body and what we're picking up on, this can help us gain more awareness, not only of ourselves, but of the things around us. And like spiritually and things like that. Because a lot of times I feel like we don't recognize as sensitive individuals, if you identify as an empath or as a highly sensitive person, um, very open. I think a lot of times we don't recognize how much we are picking up from everybody in our day to day and it's unconscious and we don't even know that we're doing it. Right. But if we can become really, really good with our energetic hygiene, it'll help us feel more grounded And when we do go into the spiritual stuff, it doesn't feel as overwhelming because we know that we can, we have these tools in our toolbox if fear is something that is coming up for you in terms of connecting with that, if that makes sense. So I think if you're just starting out, and this is my opinion, right, um, do what you feel is best and what helps you most. But I think focusing on that energetic hygiene, focusing on your body and its connection to the earth and how you feel in your day-to-day is a really good first start in understanding your energy and how the wor- the universe kind of works in terms of energy, if that makes sense. Um, oh, another really grounding thing that you can try is going outside, putting your feet in the grass, you know, the earth has its vibration. It's very healing. If you put your feet in the grass or walk around or lay in the grass or be out in nature in general, this can be really clearing and cleansing for your energy as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case someone resonates with that. But I think focusing on your energy in general is a really good starting place because think about it this way if you're not very good at managing your energy, you're feeling really overwhelmed by a lot of things. And then you're going on this spiritual journey of opening up to even more things. I can imagine that that's going to bring up a lot. (laughs) You know, it's going to open a lot. It's going to feel like a lot. So I feel like the good starting place is focusing on that energetic hygiene and then really bringing in all of this other stuff, right? Like asking for signs and, beginning a connection to whatever it is that you believe and being in communication with that. Um, And you can ask too, when you have that communication, like, you know, help me on this path of like, what I need to know right now. Where do I need to go? What do I need to focus on? Right? And then just be open to receiving whatever that is for you. Right? If we can surrender more to you know, knowing that we're supported and that we're being guided to what is best for us and release the need to control the outcome. I think it can be a really more fulfilling experience. Although I will say the resistance may be kind of unconscious sometimes. But the moment that you notice it, is a good sign because that's just the awareness coming online. Lean into that. And be patient with yourself. This is totally new. You're not going to know everything and that's okay. I felt like being in the spiritual space I when I first started going to the Reiki circles, when I first got onto my spiritual journey, I really looked up to the girl that was really running everything because I was like, man, she has so much knowledge. She's got so much experience in this. And I just like, I wish I was there. And I was like, man, if I would have gotten this earlier, if I would have started this earlier, I would be like, you know, it was always this like comparison or this need to be farther than I was. And it really took away from the joy of just learning right like just being a beginner and just discovering a whole new world so be patient with yourself if you resonate with that things will come in time they're meant you're meant to be here right now for a reason and you're listening to this for a reason whether it's apparent to you now or not but Be patient with yourself. that's what I would tell my younger self. Be patient with yourself. You don't have to have it all figured out right now. Let it be just this unfolding of interesting experiences. (laughs) But anyway, let me pull a card. I think I'm going to pull one from the star seed oracle. And if you're looking for more information on spirituality or like different topics, let me know and um I can speak more on the things that I have a lot of experience with and stuff like that. So, if there's a certain topic that you feel like you want more information on, shoot me a DM. I would love to, to help you with that or to do a whole episode on that. So the card for today, so this is from the Starseed Oracle guidebook by Rebecca Campbell. Um, <laughs> the card for today is the cosmic heart. Devotion, potency, make your life a moving prayer, which I think is so funny because we just talked about all of this. It's just like, being present, right? Like not needing to be ahead of where you're, you are, right? It's this reminder of like, can we be in the present moment and really taking in everything that's kind of happening for us? Being okay with that. I'm trying to look up the, um, here we go. The description for this. Okay. Okay. So the card description says, When you surrender to a state of devotion, you find yourself flowing with all of life. You're being called to refocus your attention deep within, to the intelligence of your own heart, to bow with deep reverence to your inner temple, to live your life in devotion to this place, to make your life one big moving prayer. Perhaps you felt a bit off kilter lately, sensing that the potency of why you're doing things has gotten a little watered down or weak. Perhaps you've forgotten what made you start doing them in the first place. If so, this is your call to take a moment to reconnect with the truth at the very center of your heart, to get back to the essence of what you are about, to devote your life to what you care most about, to turn your gaze deep, 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 deep. There are seasons for harvesting and seasons for sowing. Right now you're being called to plant your soul seeds and sing to them with deep devotion, to feed them with the sweet waters of your own soul, to lose yourself in the potency of what it is that most expands your heart, to live your life according to what makes you come alive rather than what everyone else thinks, to make your life one big moving prayer. The inquiry question to think about from this card is how can you make your life a moving prayer? Maybe you want to sit and reflect on that, journal about it, come up with maybe some ideas, but we are too in Mercury retrograde, which maybe astrology is one thing that I should make a podcast episode about, but Mercury retrograde is definitely a time of slowing down, can notice some hmm pauses and communication difficulty with communication and technology mercury retrograde if you're in the mainstream you'll see a lot of like maybe fear-based stories about how it can be a difficult time and i think it's all about perspective and how you view it right like anything And so during this time, just like this is saying, right, take time to plant your seeds and sing to them, sow them, so to speak, right? How can we be more reflective in our day-to-day during this Mercury retrograde, retrograde, Gatorade? No, I'm just kidding. Retrograde. (laughs) How can we be more reflective and attuned to ourselves, And maybe if you're meeting resistance or difficulty during this Mercury retrograde, that might be a good place to start, right? What's coming up for you? Why are you feeling the resistance? And maybe going there. But maybe taking your time and being more intentional this season might be helpful for you in moving forward. And just, again patient with yourself and what's going on around you. But as always, I hope this was helpful and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. As our journey together comes to a close, Remember that the wisdom and insight shared here are just the beginning of your own remarkable adventure. I hope that the discussions, meditations, and channeled messages have ignited a spark within you to continue exploring your spiritual path and nurturing your mental well-being. Keep in mind that you hold the power to create positive change in your life and the lives of those around you. Thank you for joining me on Lightness, and until we meet again, May your journey be filled with love, light, and boundless growth. I love you. See you next time.